This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a volunteer-based community access station. For more information, go to www.radiokidnappers.org.nz. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this program available through funding the Access Internet Radio Project. The information provided or any opinions expressed in this show are of a general nature only and should not be construed or relied on as a recommendation to invest in a financial product or class of financial products. You should seek financial advice specific to your circumstances from an authorised financial advisor before making any financial decisions. A disclosure statement can be obtained free of charge by calling 0800 878 You are tuned to Radio Kidnappers, the voice of Hawke's Bay. This is a program called Real Wealth. And it's our pleasure, as always, to have in the hot seat Nick Stewart from the Stewart Group in Hastings. How are you going, Nick? Very good, thank you. Great to be with you. Just remind our listeners, Nick, before we get on today's topic which is uh, high in everyone's mind at the moment. <laughs> Just remind our listeners what the Stewart Group does. Uh, Stewart Group's a locally owned and operated financial services company assisting people with their wealth management, KiwiSaver and insurances. I must say um, I was one of those probably many people, Nick, who just when I started this job, the guy said to me, I'm just going to put you in the um, conservative KiwiSaver. <laughs> and I said, yeah, and I did nothing for it for years and my wife got on my back and I still did nothing about it. And then due to the uh, constant prodding of one of your team, I came along and saw you guys. And look, my wife has said to me ever since, I told you to do that because <laughs> my KiwiSaver is literally just going from strength to strength. Well, that's good. Oh, look, I'm, I'm really glad we're able to help you out with a bespoke solution that met your needs and requirements. And the best thing about it, and our listeners should come and see you, it costs nothing. Correct. That's right. It's yep. marvellous, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's good. Look, well, you know, it's what we do. You know, you know, KiwiSaver is one of those things where you can help a lot of members of the public. Mm. You know, we assist thousands of people across New Zealand with our KiwiSaver solution through Booster, which is the scheme administrator. And and look, you know, it floats a lot of boats, and it's growing. I, re- I remember back in the day when we first worked on the funds that we developed with Booster, and our average client at the time had $6,000 in their KiwiSaver mm. world, you know, today that's 30000 Yeah, that, that That's how fast the accumulation strategies have worked with KiwiSaver, where you've got your employer, you've got your contribution, plus you've got the government tax credits, plus the underlying earnings. Yeah. It grows. Which is a great segue in today's topic, and a brave man like yourself is going <laughs> to approach it. Capital gains tax. Now, um, again, I was talking to my wife over the weekend, and uh, somewhere along the line that there may be a grab from the government or to tax KiwiSaver. Yes, there is. Yeah, well, look, this is part of the final report, the long-awaited final report of the tax working group, and that was released about 10 days ago. And you know what? I never thought people were so interested in reading articles about <laughs> yes. tax, uh, or that so many articles articles would be written. But it oh, and people on talkback, it's just boom! All of a sudden, tax is front of mind. And part of the um, tax working group was taxing the um, capital gains or capital gain of the investment in your KiwiSaver. Mm. How's that going to work? Well, effectively, what, well, let's just take a step back. Firstly, the capital you put into KiwiSaver 
you've paid tax going in. So mm-hmm. it's effectively a little bit of double taxation here, yeah. which is why it's slightly annoyed a few people, or many people. But what it would mean, it would mean that over a period of time, um, you know, when you went to realise your KiwiSaver investment, that you would owe some tax to the tax man, the revenue service, uh, in the form of um, you know what what the value of that asset has done over that period of time, and look, I, the details of this are still being worked through, and this is just a working group. This is not mm-hmm. government policy yet, but um, but effectively, I heard it today saying that you know you know the average Kiwi at retirement would mean they would have to work an extra year and save for an extra year to equate the amount of tax that they would lose through CGT or capital gains tax. Why is there so much angst around it? I mean, uh, the Labour Party is selling this policy on the basis that, hey, we want to be fair. We want everyone to pay their fair share of tax. And the average Kiwi is going to say, of course, why shouldn't they pay their fair share of tax? So what do you think is, why is everyone getting so upset about it? <clears throat> um, well, let's, let's first just talk about that word fair and or fairness and equality and you know it's a little bit like saying now your definition of being physically fit may be different than mine i mean um you know my definition may be that you know i can uh, walk the dog without getting puffed yep. your definition might be you know you're able to swim eight length eight lengths and mm. not feel puffed and yet another person may say oh if i can walk to the fridge to get a beer and not be <laughs> puffed i'm fit yeah so look the definition of fair, when, particularly when it comes to tax, uh, is anybody's guess. Uh, you know how long's a piece of string. So, in terms of, the, I prefer to think about the tax working group and the concept of it was that it was to share the burden of taxation across a broader group of individuals and one that didn't just fall on salary earners. Mm. So in New Zealand, we are unusual in that we do not have. An official full-blown capital gains tax. We have the bright line test that was in fact introduced by the national government about five years ago on property. You know, should you sell a property within a, um, your, your non-family home property, I should say. So if you had a second or third or fourth property and you sold those, you'd be subject to, um, tax on the differential between the purchase price and the sale price. But what's being proposed here is more far-reaching, and this is across not just investment property, but the tax working groups looking at uh, everything that you own other than your family home, the jewellery that you or your spouse mm-hmm. wears, um, your art on the walls, and your cars. I mean, everything else is fair game under this proposal. Although that's an interesting point that you mentioned about the family home. There are caveats on that, though, aren't there? Oh, yeah. Look, I was having a little look at that this morning. And um, so anything under 4,500 – sorry, anything above 4,500. So that is 1.11 acres. It's having a look at that this morning on the calcs. So 1.11 acres, well, that – Almost all Hawke's Bay subdivisions, mm-hmm. anything outside that kind of urban one limit. And, you know, a, a, a property where I live is we live on two acres, so we're a little, little bit larger than that, 1.1. Well, we would have an issue and would be subject to capital gains tax. Um, also, the other one is that if you utilise your home for the purposes of business, 
Now, there are a lot of Kiwis mm, that operate absolutely. from home, and, and rightly so, because, you know, hey, if you've got a spare bedroom and the courier, the courier man or woman's happy to pick up parcels from your house, you could operate a business from home. Mm. And a lot of people do. Well, hello, in the fine print there is you'd be subject to capital gains tax on the floor area that you've been using for business. Also, if you're involved in Airbnb or you have a border. Oh, uh, correct. Absolutely. Look, the, yeah, but this is where, you know, the um, the devil is always in the detail. But the the concept, just going back to the fairness and equity, look, the concept of what, what or the intent was very, very sound. If we go back to the global financial crisis of 2008, now bearing in mind New Zealand was already in a technical recession, that is three quarters of negative growth by the time the rest of the world went into recession. So, you know, we were, we were already, you know, we were already the, um, the boxer in the corner of the ring with, um, you know, a blood nose when the rest of the world came into recession. So we got hit really hard. Well, if you look at the tax take, our corporate taxation received by the government basically evaporated and disappeared. Mm-hmm. And therefore, the burden of taxation so that central core services by central government could be delivered were almost entirely worn by the middle class and everyone through GST. So the corporate tax take evaporated. You've got to remember a lot of people um, in the um, uh, lower income earning sectors um, typically actually pay no net tax after the after transfer credits. So in other words, you know, if you were on... Um, you know, earning $45,000 and you had three children under 10, by the time you had your working for family supplement, your, your, the actual tax that you paid was next to nothing. So that's why in this country, um, the 42% of all New Zealanders don't pay any tax or are re- net recipients of tax. They don't see it that way though. No, they don't, but possibly that's just because, the, you know, we, you know, well, we could do a little bit more with our financial literacy. Mm, sure. I wonder though, and I can, you know, there does seem to be a certain type of, uh, person or persons who are very, um, forceful in their opinions on social media about, uh, <laughs> the uh, capital gains tax and let's tax these rich pricks i think they often say yes but and i and sometimes you can understand where they're coming from because i know some relatively very well-off people hmm. who because and they're not doing anything illegal i might add but because mm-hmm. they have very good accountants they literally pay little or no tax and and, and, I, and I guess people see those sort of things and say, wow, look at that guy. He's driving around in a Z-type Jag. Look at me. I've got my Suzuki Swift. He's not paying any tax. You can see that where they're coming from. Yeah, you can. And, and uh, you know, a policy such as full-blown capital gains tax, as applied by the tax working group, could certainly be sold politically through envy, mm-hmm. uh, which would be a real shame. Uh, that's a very much a divide-and-conquer mentality. But... When we look at people who have had, um, you know, some folk would look at it and say um, those people have had pennies from heaven, etc. Well, it's very difficult in New Zealand to actually uh, go out and buy that E-type Jag or enjoy those uh, family holidays, luxury cruises around the world without being subject to tax. Because, you know, it's like a bar of soap. Every time you touch it, it gets smaller. So so everything you spend, you know, we, we have GST on that. We've got, you know, fuel, excise tax, you name it. It's very difficult not to pay any tax. But I think that the, the part that it's – the part that grates people is the fact that if you go out and work your entire life paying – 
PAYE, which you pay on your salary, and yet someone else may have a smaller salary, and it's all rolled up in the form of equity, so they sell their business. So, yeah, they pay themselves a wage on the mm-hmm. way through, but then they sell for this whopping capital gain. Yeah, I can see why some people feel aggrieved with that, but also the people often do not understand the risk or understand the quantum of risk mm, of that course. the person has taken on to achieve that. And bear in mind that... Um, that you know, uh, investment and the success in small to medium and large enterprise is a bell-shaped curve. Yeah, yeah. There are a cluster of people in the middle who've done okay, which is the bulk of Kiwis. You know, eighty-seven percent mm-hmm. of all New Zealand business are small to medium-sized mum and dad-style businesses. They're not the big, big corporates. Then you get the people who sell extremely well and are the pin-up boys and girls of society. The flip side is you've got those that failed. Yeah, and no one really likes to talk about them. Not that you can see into the future, Nick, but what do you think it's going to do to our economy and in particular to entrepreneurs who are now looking at, yeah, look, is it really going to be worth me getting involved? Uh, Do I really want to buy that rental? Should I get out now? What do you think is going to happen looking forward? That's a a great question. And a lot of people are forecasting that it will discourage investment in some sectors. Yeah, look, that could be the case. But some people who have an entrepreneurial backbone and it's in their DNA will proceed Mm. anyway. Uh, It's just who they are. Um, But but I would say it will change the way that – it it creates a distortion. It changes the way that people think. And it, it may mean that people say, well, it's just not me worth doing, you know, that mm. small entrepreneurial, um, new asset, new investment because of the, uh, the admin burden is so great for me to put my, you know, to step, you know, to step into that playing field. Now, the reason I talk about cost is that it's expected that the cost on year one is going to be somewhere between 2.1 and 4.2 billion dollars. Mm for people to get their affairs in order to meet this proposed new regime. I mean, that is phenomenal. And it's going to push everyone who, 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 who has those assets, so in other words, assets outside the family home, outside jewellery, art, and a collectible car and a boat, mm. it's going to mean everyone's going to have some form of tax obligation, which normally means the appointment of a tax agent or accountant, as it is in Australia. You, it's very difficult to complete a tax return in Australia without an accountant. I guess what uh, will, may have the most impact on uh, capital gains moving forward, and they've only lightly touched mm. on it, and which could affect just about everyone who's listening, even the people who are saying, you know, hey, let's get these rich guys and let's get them sort of, is inheritance tax. I mean, you know, you, if you're going yeah. to um, inherit mum and dad's house... Well, um, the big one that people have spoken about has been farms mm. and the um, um, effective inheritance and succession planning with farms. Well, it is it is proposed in the tax by the tax working group that there would be some rollover relief for people where they are transitioning family to family. Well, and that's good because um, you know, you know that is the backbone of the farming sector and the dream of a lot of people who enjoy farming and farming is not an easy thing you know it is sure. not it is not all um you know green growing grass and um, spending time with the animals and blue skies it's mm. hard work but if there is an inheritance tax put on um mm. on a on say your mum and dad's house and you're going to inherit i don't know let's say five hundred thousand dollars to share between five of you and they take a third of that 
it's going to have a lot of impact, isn't it? Well, it is, but just let, let, let's bear in mind, this is not they're not proposing an inheritance tax. They're proposing capital gains tax. So if it's on your family home that, that you know, if you sell your family home, you're exempt from that. Mm. And then if you were to, you know, take that capital and pass it to your children, that is fine. Sure. You know, that, 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 that's okay. Uh, so, so it's not inheritance tax as we had many, many mm. decades ago. But... Not yet. Not <laughs> yeah, well, politicians typically um, are very good at introducing mm. new taxes. They're very poor at reducing them or removing them. But if we just go back to the farms for a second, imagine that your succession planning isn't with a family member. Mm. It's with a very, very loyal team member who's worked with you. And I'm, I'm aware of some of these situations where you've got a young, a young guy with a family, He's in his early thirties, and it's the and it's the succession planning with a farm where none of the descendants of the current owner yep. wishes to get into the farm. So they've done succession planning non-blood, mm. and that's awesome to see. And often it's um, uh, you know it's with some quite generous concessions by the current owner to make it work. Well, that particular scenario of non-blood to non-blood is or blood to non-blood. Uh, that that would be fully caught within this uh, proposed um, tax working group capital gains regime. You mentioned uh, a bit earlier some interesting exemptions as art, as cars, as boats, as jewellery. Do you think that's really just going to perhaps change the focus on who invests in what? <laughs> I was joking with a friend of mine the other day and said, oh, this will be like the height of the Roman Empire. Everyone will be walking around dripping in jewels, <laughs> yes. uh, frescoes and, 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 uh, and beautiful art pieces, um, on their homes, a massive McMansion because you're best to invest in your own home and not diversify into another because you're taxed on the secondary dwelling and you have a fleet of chariots in the form of collectible mm. cars in the garage. Yeah. And why wouldn't you? All, ta- all tax-free. Well, look, there will be people that will, and that's why I talked about it changes the lens, it changes the way people behave and act because there's a tax consequence. At the moment, we don't have that. So we can allocate capital at the current time, and I, there are some distortions there, but not like what's what's coming up under this proposal. Yeah. I must say, Nick, you've painted a, a bit of a bleak picture there. So the average what, person... Do you not want to wear some jewellery <laughs> and have some nice art and, and have a fleet of collectible cars? I'd love to, but... Okay, so, so the average person listening to this is going to say, yeah, well, he's quite right. That could all happen, and let's presume that it does go through. What advice might you be giving to someone who's considering the uh, well, you know, the flow and effect? Okay. What, what well, should they do? Well, the first is, I'd say, don't lose sleep and don't read don't read every article on this and think that it's going to happen, because this... It's a think tank paper that makes a recommendation from government with a uh, with an approach where they they could go in with some very very broad brushstrokes about what that particular group of individuals um, thought would be best for the tax system. It's then taken back by the government to decide do they wish to progress all or some or none of the recommendations. So. To start thinking about how you're going to change the nature of your acquisitions or disposal or treatment of current assets would maybe a little bit of a knee-jerk reaction. And look, you know, we also, we have a coalition government and it requires all coalition partners to agree to such a thing. And look, you know, introducing new taxes, particularly when they Mm. affect a lot of people, typically doesn't go down that well. And, you know, you burn some very precious political capital and I'm just not sure if the government would want to do that 
Do you think some or any of it's got legs and are there some good parts that you can say, yeah, that's a great idea? Yeah, certainly some of it. Look, um, there are a couple of asset classes that are favoured more than others in our country, but look, some of that's already been addressed by the government with the, um, you know, uh, putting in the bright line test on uh, investment property. Um, And look, we do need to diversify our tax base because that scenario of 2007, 2008 during what became the global financial crisis was pretty nasty Mm. and we do need to broaden the tax take. But I think with the proposal with the tax working group of taxing people on capital gains at their marginal rate, that's punitive. That would take us from a current tax scenario where we have a very elegant and clean tax environment in our country. It's very simple. Most New Zealanders don't even complete a tax return. It's so simple. A lot of other jurisdictions look at us and go, my goodness, that's so, it's so clean. It's so um, intrusive on, um, on people's financial affairs. What is proposed is, as I use the word, punitive. So, for example, in Australia, they pay tax. Yeah. They pay capital gains tax at their marginal rate. But once you make the calculation, it then has a 50% discount applied to it. Mm. Ours, as proposed, there is no discount. It's full-blown at the marginal rate. So what it does, it would effectively – I used that word before where I said 42% of Kiwis currently pay no net tax. Well, imagine that might creep up to 50%. Mm. So in other words, you know, 50% of the people – aren't contributing to the services. And there's an old analogy that, you know, when you don't contribute, you don't respect it. Yep, And, you know, right. there's something to be said for that. We're one of the very few countries in the world that doesn't have capital gains tax. Why do you think that is? Because we just haven't bothered. Well, I think for, for a long period of time, it's become kind of the... Uh, ooh, the elephant in the room, a bit of a gremlin. No one wants to go, to, you know, go through with it. And, you know, you look at the... Not this last uh, Labor government, um, but the previous two, when when Labor were in opposition, mm. trying to beat the uh, John Key-led um, government, national-led government, that they led with capital gains tax and were completely and utterly thumped mm. in both cases. It's very difficult to get elected in New Zealand when you propose capital gains tax. It's, it's just kind of built into our DNA that we don't want it. Yep. And, yeah, so... It's a difficult one there, and and Kiwis have it rightly or wrongly as this this boogeyman. You know, it's really really bad. <laughs> Indeed. So look, I'm not sure if we're going to get over that in the short term. I think that there's been a bit of an information vacuum on this one. I mean, they basically dropped the tax working group report. The government really hasn't responded and hasn't wanted to defend it, and or embrace it. So on that basis, you've got the opposition are just having a field day and yes. using this to um, beat up the current government. Uh, with this, well, it's not even policy. It's just a think grant, think tank paper. Yeah. Good on you, Nick. Um, no just about out of time. Just remind our listeners, want to come and see for some uh, some sound financial advice. Where do we get hold of you guys? We are at 204 Kadamu Road in Hastings. You can get us on 0687889861. And we're in the large black basalt stone building. You can't miss it. It's got a big tartan logo. And uh, anyone's welcome to come and have a chat. Great advice at no cost. Guarantee, I, I recommend you very, very highly, Nick. <laughs> You're too kind. As always, a pleasure. Look after yourself. Talk to same time, same place next time.
The information provided or any opinions expressed in this show are of a general nature only and should not be construed or relied on as a recommendation to invest in a financial product or class of financial products. You should seek financial advice specific to your circumstances from an authorised financial advisor before making any financial decisions. A disclosure statement can be obtained free of charge by calling 0800 878 961. This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a volunteer-based community access station. For more information, go to www.radiokidnappers.org.nz. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this program available through funding the Access Internet Radio Project.